Blog Talk Radio. the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, October 12th, 2015. Stay connected with me in between shows on Instagram at Shanice Lewis, on Facebook at Shanice Lewis Show, and on Twitter at Shanice Show. We have a very special guest on the show today that I'm so excited to talk to. Elise D'Alessandro is owner of Cleveland-based fashion brand Ready to Stare, a jewelry designer, a trained metalsmith, creator, and self-empowerment advocate. Elise handcrafts statement jewelry and bold plus-size apparel with an unapologetic, confident attitude. She is also a freelance fashion and beauty writer for Bustle and the Curvy Fashionista. Ready to Stare is designed for those who believe in following their passion, loving themselves, and inspiring others to do the same. Ready to Stare has been worn by models Tess Holiday and Essie Golden and has been featured on BuzzFeed, L.com, and Scorch Magazine, among others. Let's welcome Elise to the show. Hi. Hi. <laughs> now, am I pronouncing your name correct? Yeah, Elise. <laughs> and your last name? I didn't slaughter your last name, did oh, I? Oh, Delisandro. Yeah, everybody slaughters both of them, so I'm kind of just used to it. Um, my <laughs> name was published recently as D. Alessandro, which is like the original Italian spelling, and I'm just like, that's right. fine. It's close enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so excited to talk to you. Now, tell me, growing up, were you as confident as you are now, or was that something that you grew into as you got older? I think I was always confident in knowing that I had a really strong sense of individual style. I was one of those kids who was like very into fashion from the time I was really young. I was, instead of um, dressing Barbies, they, their clothes just weren't fashionable enough for me. So I always kind of made my own paper dolls out of like magazines and catalogs. That's like what I did as a kid. Cause I wanted those clothes. You know what I mean? Like I wanted them right. up to date clothes you could have. So I was just always one of those people who was just really into fashion, but I would say I was much more developed in terms of owning um, this individual style before I was really, I really learned to love myself. I would say my self love journey in terms of, um, you know, feeling good about who I am as a, a full-rounded person. That's something that's been going on probably over the last five years. But in terms of dressing however I wanted, that's something that started pretty young. And I've just always been really confident in that. So you, prior to becoming an entrepreneur, you you were in corporate America, right? Yes, I was. Well, I started 
um, in college as a freelance writer. And then when I graduated, I started um, doing freelance writing, but it was just a lot of work to be a full-time freelance writer and like a 22 year old, like individual living in Chicago, trying to like make it in the world. So that was just like too Mm -hmm. much work for, it was just a lot to handle. So I did decide to go into corporate America into an editorial department of a major um, online business that most people know. Um, And I worked Mm -hmm. there for about three years before going out um, on my own. And I've always ran at least one business while working a corporate job. So I started my first business when I was still in college in 2009. Um, and so then I was either writing and running that business or I was working at my corporate job and running ready to stare. So I've always been, and then right now I'm writing and running ready to stare. So I'm always doing like six different things. Um, I said recently to my friend that I wanted to apply for this job and she was like, you have enough jobs. Just stop taking jobs. But I just like, I just love what I do. And so I always feel like, you know, if there's more that I can do to sort of get my message out there, I always want to, I always want to do it. So. So I was going to ask you, how did you make the switch from corporate America to entrepreneur, but you would always multitasking. Was that something that was instilled in you at a young age um, to to always have like a side hustle? (laughs) No, not really. Both of my parents are in sales and marketing and they're very, not, I, w- I don't want to say by the book, but they're not so much risk takers as I would describe myself as a risk taker. And they always kind mm-hmm. of instilled in me that I needed to, you know, have a job that, you know, go into a field that was, um, that there was always going to be jobs in. And so that's why I went into writing in the first place instead of fashion. And I, oh, I've talked about this on my blog because I think a lot of people assume that I went to school for fashion and I didn't. I went to school for writing because I felt like it was a safe way to ensure that I would have a job and then also still be involved in fashion. And in reality, the more that I studied and wrote about other designers, I just realized I wanted to be one. And the only way I could see myself being a designer was to, to kind of have a side hustle. And now it's design is my main hustle and all my other stuff is a side. But when I started, design was my side hustle. And I completely funded my business from my corporate job. Um, so I took everything that I made outside of, you know, what my I needed to live, and I invested that in my business for the first two and a half years. And that's so I've never had any investors, and I've never, um, um, I've never had, you know, these people helping me out. I always did everything. I mean, I've had the support of family and friends, but I've never kind of had, I've never taken that traditional path, I guess. So earlier, um, your businesses earlier were not necessarily geared towards the plus-size community. So tell me, how did you discover the plus-size community, and how did your brand kind of transition into this body-positive brand? Yeah, that's a great question. My first um, business was a vintage clothing business that I did with my friends. And it always sort of bothered me that we didn't necessarily cater to plus size because I was plus size at that time. But I think I wasn't at the right place in my own life to sort of have that voice. And mm-hmm. becoming involved in plus size fashion was really about me finding my own voice. And my own self-love journey is very tied to ready to stare's entrance into body positivity and plus size fashion because I never modeled for my brand before um, like early 2014. And I now people are like probably sick of my face because I'm like on it all the time. But in the beginning, it was all models and it was it was all right. – I kind of was afraid to put myself out there. And so well, and me I looked on your entering website myself 
And at the beginning of your lookbooks, there weren't really any big girls like in um, 2012. So it, something yeah. happened. It was a shift. Yeah, no, that definitely that's definitely true. And I think that, you know, I was one of those people, like I said, I'm coming from this background of being told, you know, like art was always the one thing I was never told I was good at. And mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a designer. I always wanted to be an artist. But I was always told I was good at math. I was good at writing. I was good at English. You know, I was always good at everything but the one thing I really loved, at least in other people's eyes. And so learning to own myself as a designer and then to the point where I put myself into it, that was really a part of my journey. So when you do look back at those early lookbooks, while I I still think that they're beautiful and I love that the women the women that were represented, it doesn't represent the vision that I have today for the business, which is much more in tune to learning to love my own body, if that makes sense. Yes. So did <laughs> you discovering the plus size community helped you come to the forefront or was it yeah. when you got to the forefront you kind of people came to you in the plus community, which came first? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Well, I started doing, the first thing that I did that was really like in the plus size community is I started doing the I Woke Up Like This t-shirts, and I know now you could probably get them everywhere, but at the time when I designed them, the song had just came out, and it was a brand new kind of idea that, and I sort of made it this empowerment movement about embracing your flaws, Um, and so I decided that I was going to model those t-shirts along with my friend Charisse, and we were both insecure about our legs, but for opposite reasons. She was always told that they were, her legs were too small, and I was always told that my legs were too big. So we decided, you know, what's the point in wasting time, you know, hating what you have when somebody else wants what you have? You've got to learn to love what you have. And so that's mm-hmm. what this photo shoot was all about. And once we did that photo shoot, it was like, I don't think I intended to necessarily be, like, burst into the plus-size fashion community, but just by putting myself out there in, like, tight, tiny little leather booty shorts, I was in there, whether I wanted to be or not, you know what I mean? So, and and I didn't really know it existed before that in a way I kind of did. Um, I had been to a plus size clothing swap like back in 2009, but I just kind of like felt like too scared to really be like a part of it, I guess. And then once it was a lot easier to sort of be a part of it online. And that's, that's what ended up happening. Once I put myself out there in that photo shoot, then I started putting myself out there a lot more. And I was like, oh, this people really connect with this and people are really connecting with me. And it made me feel so much like stronger in my own voice and my own vision, which had always been a part of my business, but not as, not as loud, I guess. <laughs> so when you put those um, pictures up of you uh, in your brand, is that when things really start to take off and your following grew? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would say that, that's when it really took off. I was, I remember the first place that like ever really, I felt like noticed me was Scorch Magazine. They like reposted one of my pictures. And then I remember being like, oh my God, look at all these people coming. And it just felt like, it was just like, oh, these people like, they get kind of what I'm doing and they understand the message. And it's because they've been doing this message a lot longer than I have. But I, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know these resources were out there. Um, until I sort of started putting myself out there. And obviously you've been doing this for a long time, so you know that they were out there, but I was much later to the game. <laughs> and where does the name Ready to Stare come from? Um, well, that, that's a great question. I was just thinking about that today because I've, I'm redoing my website right now. And the name was actually inspired by a time when I was wearing, like, a really short sweater dress 
and I was wearing, it was like bright orange and I had tights on and I had these like electric blue platforms on. And this is such an outfit that I would wear in general. I I mean, I was wearing it, but this is a really loud outfit and I've always dressed very loud. And I was wearing this outfit and and I was walking across the street in Chicago and someone rolled down their window and screamed at me, hey, that girl, stop trying to look skinny. Or like, like, what are you talking about? Like, as if the idea of being confident is only reserved to someone who's small. And so even though I wasn't involved in body positivity right from the beginning, my brand was born out of, like, fat shaming and bullying and harassment and catcalling and all that other stuff. That was born from that experience. And I had that experience so many times where somebody told me I couldn't wear something because of the way that I looked. And so the brand was born out of this idea that, you know, when you are confident, you have to be ready to be stared at. People will stare at you because they want your confidence, because they're jealous that you have the confidence to wear that, because they still buy into this idea that there are fashion rules and don't think you can wear that. You No matter what the idea is, when you're confident in who you are and people think you shouldn't be, you need to sort of be ready for that. And that's sort of what the brand was based off of. So I came up with the name Ready to Stare from that experience. And at first it was going to just be a blog, and then I was kind of too scared to do a blog, which kind of makes sense if you heard the rest of my journey, that I was too scared to put myself out there as a blogger. So that's why I became Mm -hmm. a designer instead. (laughs) So um, for someone that's listening, and this is the first time they're hearing about you and your brand, tell us about your brand because you are a designer, but you have – um, numerous items uh, besides just clothing. So tell us a little bit about what you carry. Yeah, I feel like I do a lot of different things. And I started, um, as you said in the intro, I'm a trained metalsmith. Um, so I started by doing a lot of metalsmithing pieces. I made um, MIDI rings before anybody was making MIDI rings, but I soldered them and hand sawed them and hand stamped them. And I did all that. Um, I started making body chains in 2012. Um, before anybody was really making body chains, I was making them. And um, then I transitioned to do my first T-shirt, which was um, the I Woke Up Like This shirt in 2014. And then I did my first clothing collection in August 2014. And um, now I am working on doing my first um, line of boutique items. So I'm carrying items from other designers in my shop for the first time, which I'm really excited about because even though I do jewelry, fanny packs, um, body chains, skirts, T-shirts. I do, like, a big range of things. I still feel like there's more that I can do, so I want to work with other designers to include their pieces in my shop, and so that's coming um, very soon, this week that's coming. So I'm really excited about that. I just want to create a shopping experience for people that's not just inclusive, but that's equal. So everything that you see in my shop, whether it's a size small or a size 5X, those are always going to be the same price. You're never going to see items costing more because they're plus size. That's just something I don't believe in. Um, and you're as, as much as humanly possible, you're going to see a full range of items. So if it's something that I'm making by hand, you're going to see it small to 5X. Um, and so that's just something that's been really important to me. And because Um, My items are handmade. Most stuff can be customized, um, and you can sort of take a piece and make it your own, and I'm willing to do that. I just like to make people happy through fashion and give them that outlet that nobody else is kind of giving them. Um, So that's what it's all about. So you just mentioned your size range is small to 5X, which is awesome. That means it's something for everybody. (laughs) Now, what is your price point? Um, and that's that's one thing I love to talk about because I think a lot of people go to certain items and they're like, oh, my God, I love this belt, but it's $45. 
my some of the body chains that use really heavy duty pieces those are in the 30 to 40 60 range for some of the body chains but there are pieces that start you know as low as five dollars for like a simple ring with a little french fry charm on it you know there's things that are reasonable and i know you know business model wise i probably shouldn't have such a big size uh, price range but i like to have something for everybody i recognize that there's people who want to wear ready to stare who are on a budget or who are still in college so there's pieces of jewelry that are under twenty dollars and then the most expensive thing is this elaborate back body chain um, that's 99 So I would say the range is $5 to 99 <laughs> Well, and that's still all affordable in the affordable yeah. range. <laughs> yeah. So, it's hard as an independent designer because people are used to Forever 21 prices, and I'm just never going to be able to compete with that in terms of the things. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't ever make you a pair of shorts for $9. That's just never going to happen. So it's part of that is just helping <laughs> people understand that as an independent designer – you know, that's that's not going to happen, but what you are going to get is a different shopping experience and hopefully a better one. So you have some exciting things happening this week. You have a new collection yes. coming out. Now tell me about that. Yes, so my new collection, I'm really excited about it. It's called Thank You for Staring, um, and this is a collection that I have been working on for the past year in my head, and it's been inspired by my experiences sort of being a visibly fat person on the Internet, and there is a lot of feedback, most of it unwanted, that you get from people who just have a lot of opinions about what you're wearing, why you're wearing it, why you shouldn't be wearing it, and just so many different comments that I've gotten. So this whole collection is sort of an F you (laughs) to all these to the people (laughs) who sort of have a lot to say and no grounds to do it. Um, And so this is a collection, like I said, I went from being sort of like completely behind the scenes to my brand to like growing my followers by like 30 times. You know what I mean? Like it was Mm -hmm. huge. And so there's, it's been a huge transition for me for some, as someone who's sort of naturally introverted, which I know seems weird because I am sort of outgoing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm naturally introverted and I'm social. Like I was, socialized to be extroverted because my mom was Italian and she shut that down. She was like, you are not to be introverted. So by nature, (laughs) I'm shy, but by nurture, I'm extroverted. So for me to be in this, the limelight, even though I do enjoy it, it was sort of a hard thing to get used to. And so this collection is sort of um, inspired by that experience. And, you know, it makes sense because of where my brand started from was from, you know, that comment. So this it's a collection of t-shirts and it's all t-shirts i've been working on because i do offer so many different product lines i've been working this Mm -hmm. year on only releasing a set of products per collection so my spring collection was all clothing my summer collection was all body chains and the fall collection is all t-shirts so that was just Mm -hmm. to make it sort of easier on the customer to not be getting like 60 products at a time you're just getting a limited amount and they're all from one product range so that is coming um, this week, and then along with that is the new website, which will take me off of Etsy finally, and it'll be a lot easier to shop, um, and it'll be a lot easier for you to see all the other accomplishments that I have, which I'm really excited about that, and then you'll be able to buy things from Stairteque, which is going to be the boutique um, side of Ready to Stare, and it's going, like I said, it's going to carry um, designers, a lot of whom are going up to 5X for the first time, which I'm really excited about. Oh, wow. Um, and it's going to carry some original artwork from artists that have never sold to boutiques before. Um, so I, 
because I'm an independent designer, I felt like it was sort of fun to put myself in, in the buyer's position instead of the designer position. And it was really fun to sort of go back to these people who I've met along the, uh, throughout the years of being a designer and ask them, you know, I, want, I, like, I love what you're doing. I want to support you now as a buyer. And that was really fun for me. So these are people that I've met, you know, all over the country at different shows, and now they're being sold in my shop. So I have a personal connection to almost everybody in the shop, which is cool. Well, that is awesome. So you got a lot of exciting things going on. What is your ultimate goal for Ready to Stare? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think that my ultimate goal, um, I really want to continue to grow online, but I would, of course, love to have a series of in-person locations as well because I think that I I personally love shopping in person still. That's my – obviously, I can shop online. I'm a plus-size woman. I have to. But um, Mm – I would love to have stores across the whole world to, so that you could would be able to shop in person. And I would love to have a rack where it literally just had small to five X on it. There wasn't a plus size second section. There wasn't a straight size section. There was just a store where everybody could just go and shop together. That doesn't seem like it should be so revolutionary, but it still is. We're still pretty much stuck in the back of most stores in a dingy corner and everything's on the ground, you know? So like I want (laughs) to change the way that we shop. I want to change the way that we present models. I want it to, I want to change the way we perceive beauty. I have like a much bigger goal beyond just retail for ready to stare. I want to really help create social change and change the way that we think um, about fashion. And another way you're doing that is you are involved in a new project, um, Visibly in Fashion Magazine. Now, tell me about this new project. Yeah, so that's just sort of the tagline that we're using. We haven't even revealed the name yet. That's why it's so oh. um, still really in the works, but that's sort of just the way. We are focusing on um, creating a, a zine that creates visibility for women sizes 22 and up. And um, I'm currently working on that with two partners, and it's still in the works right now. But um, I'm really excited about something like this existing because I feel like there are so few opportunities um, for women who are size 22 and up. And we got a lot of pushback at first when we started looking for contributors that we weren't being inclusive and, and people couldn't understand why, we're, why we were doing it. And mm-hmm. to me, I felt like there are so – I can't tell you, I see probably – a, a call out every day from plus size models 12 to 18 or 12 to 16 or 10 to 6 I see those every day but I've never seen right. another one for 22 and up and so if you want to say that we're not being inclusive there are plenty of opportunities for women 20, 20 and under there are plenty of opportunities but there are very few opportunities um, for women 22 and up and so we're excited to sort of fill that space and create um, create that space so and you're very outspoken about big brands and their lack of diversity <laughs> in advertising. And so that was that one of the reasons why you really wanted to get involved with this project. Yeah, I'm fr- I think um from a consumer perspective, I'm frustrated with the idea that I'm being sold in power 16 size 14 woman. I'm I'm tired of that, you know. I feel like you're saying that plus is equal but what's it equal to because all I'm seeing is the same person you know I just feel like I'm I'm frustrated by that and my frustrations have always motivated me and someone asked me today like what brings you joy and I was like actually I'm brought joy by my anger because my anger motivates me it ignites my passion and my passion creates change and I feel like these big brands are capitalizing off of women's insecurities and that's not what I'm trying to do I'm trying to empower women of any size to 
to feel comfortable and not just comfortable, but like set to scene. And I feel like these Mm -hmm. brands, they just don't get it. They don't want to listen. They just want to sell their t-shirts that only go up to a large, you know, like that, that is a problem. You know, that's a, that's a problem that the, they're just missing the mark and we're rewarding them because it's the brand that we know we're we're rewarding this half-ass attempt and we should be asking for more and maybe looking to others who are doing it correctly. Um, And so it's really important to me to never complain about something without doing something about it. Um, And so that's, the zine definitely, you know, is inspired by, you know, the passion that I feel um, towards this issue because I feel like representation in mainstream advertising for plus size is getting it wrong in a lot of ways. So um, this new magazine that you're working on is specifically for women size 22 and up. Is it going to be a monthly magazine, bi-monthly, or is it too soon? We're not sure yet. We're still working on a lot of the details because it's really just like a passion project, Um, not downplaying at all, but we're still working on a lot of the details. Um, but, you know, I'd like to see it just sort of the fir- after the first issue just really flourish and grow and see where it can go from there because I do think that the concept is something that we need to see more of. We need to see these images to counter the images that were being sold all the time. And who are the two women you're working with on this project? We should give them a shout-out. Um, I'm working with Jessica um, from Proud Mary Fashion. She's also a designer. And then I'm working with Gabby from um, the blog Grabby flowers and she's a blogger and we actually were just in vegas together in august all three of us so we recently we were you know we know that our personalities get together get go get along well together i'm sorry so yeah so it's the three of us that are working on it and we have contributors um from all over the country too that are um, writing and you know submitting outfits and everything like that so it's going to be a really wide range of viewpoints is what we're hoping and if anybody is listening and want to get involved um, as a writer or a model, how do they contact your team? Um, they can send an email to info at proudmaryfashion.com. Now, you also are a writer. As we uh, mentioned earlier, you um, started out in journalism, and you mm-hmm. have become, I think, a very uh, uh, exciting voice in the the plus size community with your writing. You write on Bustle and the in the curvy fashionista. Um is is writing something that you plan to expand on on your brand? Like are you gonna write a book eventually or Oh yeah, definitely. I think that I'm sort of gathering experiences as I go, and I'm like, that's book worthy, you know. Like, I, I something bad happens, and I'm like, that's going in the book, you know. It's sort of my way to deal with the bad stuff that happens. I'm like, okay, I'll just write about it one day. But yeah, I definitely want to write more. Um, writing, I thought that I sort of lost the passion for writing when I started working in corporate. I it just that was I just didn't feel like that passion for writing anymore. But once I got involved in body positivity, I sort of found my voice again. And I feel like there is a way to create that change that I've always been trying to create with Ready to Stare. I feel like I can create that same change through writing and through raising up other people's voices um, and just, you know, giving visibility to other people that 
whose stories people need to know. And I do, I've, I have fallen in love with writing again. Um, and so I do plan on really growing the blog side of my website. Um, I haven't focused on it as much as I would have liked to this year because I've been writing so much for other people and other outlets, but my own blog will feature a lot more writing. Um, it's going to actually have three sections. I'm designing it now. So there'll be Stair Style, which is my personal style blog, and then there'll be Ready to Stare Rights, and that's going to be where I write about um, different issues. I've written about a few different things. I've written about like my journey and why I didn't go to school for um, fashion in the first place, and I've written about falling in love for the first time. I've written about a lot of cool things on my blog. It just was probably buried back there a while, so now I've made it so it's easier to find all those topics on my blog, and I'm going to work on building that up too. Well, I'm excited to to <laughs> see more of your writing and your brand grow cuz to say you have just uh found the plus community what like 3 3 years ago or has it been a little yeah. longer than that? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I mean, been 3 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, like 2 years, however two it years, is, you've yeah. made a, a big crazy. impact. <laughs> a big impact in the short time that you've been here, so I'm just excited to see you flourish and continue to do amazing <laughs> things. Now, do you have anything else uh, we need to be on the lookout for, anything I forgot to, to mention? Oh, you really covered everything. Like, you've got all my projects down, I would say. So, yeah, I definitely am just going to continue to really grow, you know, everything that I'm working on, and I really do want to sort of establish myself as a designer, a writer, and then also, you know, a, a style blogger. And I think um, that I, I think I've kind of done a good job at doing all three of those, but maybe not put equal effort into all of them. So I'm definitely going to keep doing that. And then I'm also available for speaking engagements. Um, I do a lot of speaking around um, the area where I live at the local um, fashion schools and entrepreneurship programs, um, but I'm definitely available for bookings outside of Cleveland. I'm willing to travel any and everywhere. If anybody follows me, people are always like, where are you going next since I'm always traveling? So I love to travel and I'm available for bookings for speaking engagements as well around the country. So that's another thing that I'm going to start working on a little bit more yeah, well that's good to know and tell yeah. <laughs> us um tell us all of your social media profiles your website how do we keep up with everything ready to stare perfect well it's pretty easy because i'm at ready to stare on instagram that's my personal slash shop shop hybrid um and then you can find shop ready to stare on instagram as well that's just going to be the shop page and then twitter is also um ready to stare facebook is facebook.com slash ready to stare pinterest is ready to stare tumblr is ready to stare they're all pretty much ready to stare um and then my website is ready to stare.com and so if you go right now you're going to see the old iteration of the website but Hopefully, I mean, it's happening this week. I just don't know what day yet. So this week, stay tuned to all my social media, and you'll know as soon as the new site drops. And there's over, you know, 40 new items between my collection and, and Stairteeke. So you're going to really see a lot of new items that you haven't seen on Ready to Stare before, and I'm so excited about that. Well, continued success with everything that you have going on, and we'll definitely be in touch because I support everything that you do. Thank you. <laughs> and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And Thank you to my fabulous guest this evening. If you haven't already, don't forget to like the fan page on Facebook dot com slash Shanice Lewis show and I've been your host for this evening Shanice Lewis thank you for tuning in and supporting until next time 
Keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.